glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. And I am Jared. Woo! Jared! Yeah! Jared! Jared! Where did all those people come from? <laughs> it's our live studio audience. Ah, Basically, everyone that listens to the show has been writing in that they cheer whenever you say your name. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to replicate that for you. Oh, that 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 sounds like a lie. But okay, I'll go. With it. <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I guess we uh, we messed up by uh, talking about our Fourth of July is before the forecast, but we'll just pretend this is a spontaneous conversation. How was your Fourth? <laughs> sure, <laughs> no, it was good. It was pretty chill. Just hung out with a friend. Um, stayed up not too late, only till about midnight, so it was nice. Uh, nice. What about you? Yeah, I played some, played some Deep Rock Galactic with my friend and my dad, uh, nice. which is nice. Yeah, and then uh, got up on my roof for a while. Because Fourth of July is pretty crazy in this town, I'm sure I mentioned the last couple of years. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a Navy town. I don't think it's been as crazy as it was in 2020. 2020 was fucking bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um, but, ah, uh, no, 2021 was pretty wild, too. And honestly, I'm just in a different point of view now because I'm not on that house on the hill I was renting. But, yeah, I mean, I got up on my roof for a while and just fireworks in every direction. Mm-hmm. So, very cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty all right. Um, yeah. Been playing anything good? Uh, let's see. The, I started playing with my brother the other day. We started playing Ready or Not, which is early access on Steam. Okay. Um, deeply upsetting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> deeply okay. upsetting. It's... It, Coming from you, that's... Yeah, it do do you know about it at all? No. It's basically like a co-op SWAT simulator. Oh. So you you guys are like like it's I don't know how many maximum people can be on a team, but you're like a SWAT agency and you you know, you pick your loadout and you have guns and you also have like your non-lethal things like beanbag guns and pepper spray or whatever. Huh. And then you go into a situation and it's these different uh, places with different things going on, like hostage situation, active shooter, blah, blah, blah. And your goal is uh-huh. to, like, you know, clear it out, take out the bad guys, rescue the hostages, whatever. Um, and it's cool. It's really hard, but it, it definitely dives into, like, the, the simulation aspect of it. You know, like, you got to have communication. Mm-hmm. You got, like, your breachers and stuff like that. Um, but they do not shy away from the like the actual horrific things that as a SWAT officer you would have to like go into um and it's like oh my god like uh, just with the level design and that kind of storytelling it's it's very upsetting <laughs> when I was oh, playing dear. like one of one of like I'll say one level in particular like you go to a nightclub and it's like there's an active mm-hmm. shooter at the nightclub so your goal mm-hmm. is to like um take out any of the shooters and then if there's anybody who's like still alive you need to detain them and kind of get them out of there yeah. But of course, you walk in and it's just flooded with there's dead bodies everywhere, people who are not quite dead, blood everywhere. And I was playing with my brother and we're just like, "Oh my fucking god." Like it is horrifying. 
Jesus. Like, just how, like, the the attention to detail. Like, a bunch of people near, like, a bunch of dead bodies specifically near the exit. Like, you knew they were trying to run away. Like, oh, man. Ugh. Um, so, yeah. It's fun, but... <laughs> Holy shit. But, yeah, I was not expecting that, like, that... Le- like, I knew it was, like, oh, realistic shooter thing. Sure. I was not expecting the realism yeah. in that regard. <laughs> wow. I mean... Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, get calls, like, where, you know, someone has angered someone online, so someone online called the SWAT team on them because they got their address, and you go shoot somebody at a keyboard? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it's like, it's like, a, like a Twitch streamer, and you go SWAT. <laughs> Fucking uh, nightmare shit. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, it's very intense, but it's... um. <laughs> So far, and it's early access, so there's only, like, three or four maps, but, like, their attention yeah. to the detail is pretty cool, and it's... I, I like any kind of, like, hardcore shooter that relies on teamwork. Those are right up yeah. my alley, so I'm going to enjoy this a lot, I feel. Nice. Very cool. I haven't been playing anything like that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't imagine, but... <laughs> There's uh I've been playing there's a Dune early access like strategy game on Steam. Oh cool. Yeah, and I picked that up. It's by the same folks that did Northgard, which is kind of a weird it's like a it's like a it's like a board game and a strategy, like a real time strategy game combined in a way that I ultimately find unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Um and I had hoped that they I don't know, I'd hoped like that the Dune one was different because it's close to good. It's close to, there's just so many ways that you can kind of, if you don't understand the way resource management works, particularly in Northgard and then also in this Dune game, and there's a lot of different resources you've got to manage, and it's just very easy to kind of get yourself into an unwinnable position, and then you're just kind of stuck there, and you do but it's also hard to know when you've done that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hasn't been a lot of fun. Uh, hmm. And then Deep Rock Galactic, of course. Of course, is, yeah always fun and has a really uh banging soundtrack it's got a really like nice 80s vibe like 80s science fiction without without being necessarily vaporwave or anything like that it's just it's just it's got a really good mood yeah like Uh, it it sounds like genuinely 80s soundtrack not like people who were born in 1999 doing 80s music yeah, it sounds like it sounds like someone who who knows that kind of music, and then, like, like I, it's not like the real thing. It's like better than the real thing. It's like how you remember the thing. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Nice. It's like that. It's got a real great mood. Well, that's cool. Uh, really good. Yeah. I, uh, I I still have not played that game, but now I'm, I, I really want to. But now I also really want to listen to the soundtrack because I'm unfamiliar with how it sounds at all. It's yeah. It's you should really check it out and let me know if you ever want to play it on PC or PlayStation because I will, I will play it with for you. sure. For or sure. anyone at Devolver. There's lots of Devolvers that play Deep Rock Galactic. You've got Jr. Clara, Mark. Um, I mean, I feel like man, you got everybody playing it. Folks. Well, if it's if, great, if it's any of the game. folks at Devolver want to stop an active shooting in a nightclub, I could use. <laughs> I know it's Christ. not going to be nearly as fun, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, yeah, I need to get in on that. Um, But you mentioned the soundtrack to Deep Rock Galactic, which is the perfect segue into today's topic, I am sure. (laughs) It is. (laughs) 
Soundtracks. We're talking about <laughs> soundtracks. Woo-hoo. It's a sequel episode. Yes. With me, high scores too. I was gonna say, with me going on after Robbie, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of like, oh yeah, this again. <laughs> no, you guys have very different selections. No, I meant. Oh, sorry. No, I meant like the episode themes themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. But but anyway. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, high scores too. Welcome back, everybody. Um. So I mean. You know, oh, right I get eight. it. It's high score. <laughs> I get I it? didn't yeah. know why you were saying that. Now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a silly one. Um, yeah, I uh, there's some. So I mean, I'll go ahead and and I think you know which one I'm going to go with first because it's one we've talked about on the show before, and I've played mm-hmm. a little bit of the soundtrack. But one of the ones on your list um, is just. As just as you know, since you're since you're already talking about upsetting games, uh, Lisa. <laughs> yes, yes, I have talked kind of extensively about Lisa, so I'll I'll keep the game itself brief. But the music is phenomenal, and it manages to balance this kind of like being really goofy while also being kind of intense like some of the fight songs are perfectly intense and it's got weird like not necessarily samples but just like the 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 types of electronics that are going on there are real goofy um also mixed with just kind of more ambient sounds throughout and a thing that i actually really like so the entire soundtrack to that game was made by the developer, the solo developer of Lisa, um, which is pretty rare these days. But what's even more impressive is that he made that entire soundtrack in the free trial version of FL Studio. (laughs) And uh, there's just something so punk rock about that to me that he's like, I'm just going to (laughs) like download the free trial and like limit myself and make this wacky... Like, like, I don't think I've ever heard a game soundtrack that sounds anything like that. It's so yeah. unique. Yeah. A lot of... <laughs> yeah, like, there's samples like that. There's, like, this weird reoccurring where it's, like... Kind of, like, goofy, mm-hmm. like, cadences going on. But then some of the songs are, like, really, like, intense and fight, like, like... um like when you're doing like more intense fights, it's like this shit is groovy, um, and it just it fits. It it like that game itself is both upsetting and weird and goofy, and the music fits. I mean, it it makes sense that the game was made by one guy and the music was made by the same guy because they pair so well. Yeah, I mean that's. I did. Are you aware of him having any background in in? Uh... Music composition and stuff? As far as I know, and I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Like, I think it was more so... So so Lisa, like, the game that you can buy on Steam is actually a quote-unquote sequel to, like, a, a free RPG Maker game he put out on, like, itch.io, like, years ago. And oh, wow. and I think he also did the music for that, so it, it, it just was kind of, like, one of those things where, like, as he was messing around with programming he was also just kind of messing around with like electronic music. Um, okay. So just kind of, you know, learning as you go, but it's, (laughs) 
it's 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 cool. I, <laughs> it's it's very unique. I mean, you can it, there's something like a hundred plus songs on that soundtrack, and if you just like oh, Lord, click one and then scroll down twenty songs, pick another one, you'll be like, these are not the same game. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the one that's your the big one you like? Uh, there's one called Work Harder, which has got the... Yeah. Um, yep. But then my other personal favorite is called I Am Satan. Funny enough, there's a character, there's a boss in that game called Satan, and that is not his theme song, for some huh. reason. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nice. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool stuff. And just inspiring, I guess, you know, like, for anybody who's creative, like, oh yeah, like, you do it all yourself, you know, you can, you can do that, that can happen. It's unlikely, but yeah. it can happen. Yeah, that's... I'm always impressed by that. Uh, who else? Who else did it? Where they did the whole soundtrack themselves? Uh, uh, Omnibus. Uh, uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, I was gonna say I. I always forget his name, but the Undertale dude. Um, oh. He. I believe he yeah, did yeah. all the music as well. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, anyway, um, I think. Well, how about how, how about this? Shifting gears from the tone of or the style of music but keeping in with more dark deep tones you have in one slot on your list three games but i understand exactly why <laughs> silent hill one two and three <laughs> yeah. all fantastic yeah. games with great composition <laughs> yeah they really are um i mean yeah silent hill one two and three and you know what i should have i'm gonna do it now i need to know i should have looked up the composer i i forget his name too typing akira yamaoka akira yamaoka okay uh that's yeah that's right. i mean that's right those fucking soundtracks are just incredible i mean they're so good they I think I think it's going to be a theme with the ones where I pick like a whole soundtrack as something that I love is that well not all of them but a couple of these like there's just such a variety of sound that he uses in the Silent Hill series um there's a, such a contrast between the first game and the second game like the first game oh, is sure. so jarring and there's all these like sounds like um I mean one of the songs I love is I'll kill you Mhm um, and it's just like, it starts off so low and it's just this low menacing, um, beat, like tone. It's just this tone and like a couple of little sounds and all of a sudden it just ramps up and I don't know, it just sounds like somebody like beating the hell out of trash cans and stuff like that. And for a game where you're often, you know, running around in a chain link world being chased through weird alleys, uh, I mean, it's, it's perfect. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I um, I love so. You see this 
a lot in horror soundtracks. Um, and like a thing that the Silent Hill one does really well, it's like using things that people would not really consider instruments or, yeah. or like regular composition, which creates it, you know, mm -hmm. makes it because your brain thinks like this is music, but this doesn't quite sound like music. Uh, so yeah. it, it makes you feel uncomfortable, which just pairs so perfectly with, you know, like what you're doing in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Ex yeah. It's yeah. There's this discomfort. There's this psychological. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Uh, and then you go to Silent Hill 2 and the music is eerie, but it's all beautiful and it's all normal instrumentation. There's I think mm -hmm. there's something one of them's called something on the stairs or something like that where one of the characters you meet is in a burning house or something like that. And that's a really beautiful piano piece. There's that gorgeous guitar main theme yes, for Silent Hill. Yes, yes, um, And I actually really enjoyed the... I guess they made a second movie, but I didn't see that. But the first Silent Hill movie, I really, really enjoyed that. That movie's pretty good. And it is, it is like, a lot of the music is the same composer, too. It's, it's, it's all music from the game. Yeah, exactly. Which is perfect. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like it's like yes, yep. Do not take anything. Yeah, don't make new music. You've got the best soundtrack already. Um, <clears throat> and then three, I don't really remember a lot of as much of the like the soundtrack, but there were a couple songs on three that I also really really loved. Uh, there's a there's a song that plays after the main character like has a traumatic event and is on her way to Silent Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's this really like sweet sad song that plays uh oh and there's a song in the opening cinematic too that was really good um just really i don't know it was again it's a departure from like every every one of these soundtracks has i don't know something new to it like they're all unique and interesting and they all add something new to the silent hill vibe i think it fits especially too with like the first three silent hills and i guess to an extent the fourth one but that, like, they, they weren't really making a franchise uh, where it's the same characters and the same kind of story. It's like so yeah. Silent Hill is, a, is like, a, a concept. And each, yeah. each game sort of being about a different person. So it would make sense that the music is different from game to game. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. That Yeah. Because the first one you've got... Uh, what's the name of the guy? Harry, the I think. One? Harry Mason. Yes. You got Harry Mason, and he just has no fucking clue what's going on. And so that chaos and that energy, uh, the terror of that is perfect. And then the second one, you got James Sunderland, who's working through all kinds of internal emotional bullshit. Uh, and again, like tonally, it matches because he's looking for his wife, who's supposed to be dead, but she wrote him a letter. Uh, and then, yeah, just the energy of the third one, where you've got, and I don't remember her name. Um, oh shit! What is Heather? No, maybe. I gotta look it up. It's bugging me. Yeah. Called it Heather. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's wonderful, and like, yeah, the energy that 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 soundtrack brings to it is, yeah, I just love the Silent Hill soundtrack. I used to listen to it all the time. Um, I would like to say, so, Silent Hill Homecoming. It's one of the ones made by an mm -hmm. American dev team, and a lot of people consider it to be, like, the worst game in the franchise. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, you know, not one to disagree. It's not the best. 
However, mm-hmm. I do think, and I will stand by, that it is a seriously underrated soundtrack. Hmm. It's just a shame it was okay. paired with such a shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, if you like the Silent Hill music, maybe give the Silent Hill Homecoming soundtrack a listen, because I, I do think it's pretty hmm. underrated, and it gets brushed under because it was attached to such a such a terrible game. They just started making too many Silent Hills. They, you know, they did the franchise thing. They're like, "Oh, it's a franchise." Well, and yeah, they and they they stopped making it where like the monsters were specific to the person. You know, like it was just so like in Homecoming uh. specifically, like Pyramid Head shows up, and it's like, no, like he's unique to, to now, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's part of Sunderland's. Deal. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, I and mean, that's the that's the thing with you know. Yeah, any of those things where, like, it starts off with unique stuff and then everyone's like, oh, but you gotta have the familiar in there or it isn't... Yeah, the recognizable, yeah. I mean, I was fine with having Pyramid Head in the movie because it's the movie, like... Yeah, the movie was kind of, like, its own... Like, it was... It it took elements, but I feel like the movie was kind of trying to make it, like, its own thing. Um, Yeah. Do not watch that second movie. My God. My God, like, like the first one, I think the first one, I, I think it's a pretty decent Silent Hill movie, despite some of its flaws. Um, that yeah. second one is, like, one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. Oof. Holy shit. <laughs> Oof. Ugh. Yeah, I love the first one. There was just so much, the, the one thing I didn't like is that the, <clears throat> excuse me, during the flashback scene, the girl is narrating it. And it's oh just yeah, weird. yeah. That movie. It's just. Like, I feel like that movie would have been really good if it had. Like there was some studio interference, right? And I feel like that was one of the things where the studio was like, "No, oh, you got to like, you know, put something over here so people know what's going on and blah blah blah." Um, yeah, you got to spoon feed the audience. And I don't. I don't know if you knew this about that, but like the initial script. Uh, so, so for one, the I forget the director of that movie, some French guy. Christophe something um but that movie was written by paul avery who co-wrote pulp fiction which is just kind of funny um but the main director like he was such a big fan of that and he really wanted to get a silent hill movie made so he made like this 10 minute kind of short film that he paid for completely Mm -hmm. himself he didn't have any studio backing and he used that to show that to um like the silent hill team or whatever to kind of get their permission um and they really liked it so that's why he was able to do it um, but in his first script, there were no male characters. Yeah. It was all the women, and the studio was like, no, you can't do that. So he kind of had to shoehorn in some male characters and stuff, and it's like, man, that fucking is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I never, I've never really understood that, that they pressured him to do that, because, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's fine that the guys are there, but yeah, they don't really feel... I mean... Uh, I mean, maybe there would have been something else there for the pacing. It does kind of work for the pacing, the way that it is put together. Yeah. Like, it kind of gives you a break from Silent Hill. But, uh... But, yeah. Yeah. Man, Silent Hill's so good. It is. Goddamn, it's good. Goddamn, it's good. Uh... You've got... Uh... A couple you've got a, a two game set here so i will go with uh, i want to hear about the dooms doom <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Yes, man. One of my favorite soundtracks is Doom 1 and Doom 2. And I ain't talking about these new Doom games. No, sir. Um, <laughs> though those are pretty good soundtracks in their own right, and if you know, want some good heavy metal. But Doom 1 and Doom 2, it's so funny to me because a lot of the songs are blatant copywritten versions of heavy metal songs. <laughs> like, just done so in like a like a chiptune kind of like, you know, like a, using like a MIDI synthesizer sort of way. Mm -hmm. um, but like you, yeah, like you can pull up a lot of the songs and if you just play them next to like, you know, like a, the song that they're based on, it's like, wow, this is, this is obviously the, <laughs> <laughs> and I like, cause you know, that's the early, early days of video games. So they're like, why? No one's going to fucking know. Um, Nobody cares about this yeah, shit. Yeah, but it ended up fitting so well to just have like this, like MIDI synthesizer version of like Hangar 18 by Megadeth playing while you're going through like the levels of Doom. And it, it like, <laughs> I don't know if like because of or in spite of that like lazy just copy and paste thing, it fits so well and I love it so much. <laughs> nice. It reminds me of like, you know, like you'll see people on YouTube nowadays where they're like, They'll do, like, demakes of things. Like, they'll do a visual demake of a game. Um, mm -hmm. Or they'll they'll do, like, yeah. know, here's, like, a chiptune version of, you know, this kind of popular song. And, like, yeah. the two Doom soundtracks are just that, but, like, not done intentionally. It's done, like, lazily. <laughs> That's the only thing you can do. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I love it so much. <laughs> This is less to do with Doom in particular, more just with like that era of the internet and uh, technology. I had, <clears throat> I probably still have somewhere, um, a MIDI library. Like, yeah. when the internet was new, I would just like go to websites and download mini MIDI versions of like so many songs. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, awesome. I just had MIDI versions. The the um. The first time I ever heard Bohemian Rhapsody was a MIDI. It was a MIDI. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Like, that was the only way I knew Bohemian Rhapsody for a while. Um, yeah, just, just weird shit like that. I still actually very much remember Queens, Who Wants to Live Forever as a MIDI, too. Like, that one was also one that's hilarious. that I first knew as a MIDI. I think I must have downloaded a, a Queen pack that I... Yeah. That is so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I used to just just download. Like, it was weird. Like, look, when the internet was new, like, I had, I also just, as another weird thing, like, I used to just download wave files of Simpsons voice clips. <laughs> like, my favorite jokes from The Simpsons would just, as a wave file, just to have. That is, anyway. that is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Um, oh, and gifts! Oh my God, I can't believe gifts are still a thing. Of all the things on the internet, like that, gifts are still G powerfully relevant. Gifts are like the cockroach of the internet, man. Like they'll they'll be around hey. forever. <laughs> <laughs> They've been there since the beginning. Yeah, they've only gotten yeah. Um. Anyway, Doom. Yeah, I. You know, I wish I'd. I wish I'd gone and listened specifically to these before we got started. Uh. I think because I don't remember the Doom if one. If you like, uh, you, there's a 
on on YouTube, I think somebody compiled it's like Doom one and two as like one video file, yeah. Um, yeah. and there is some some wonderful soul in the comments, and he just like timestamps all of them, and he's like, "This is the song that this is ripping off." Oh, nice! So you like you know you can <laughs> kind of co- directly compare some of them, and some of them are a little more. They take a little bit more of like a like a creative liberty. Where you're like, "Oh, okay, that," but yeah. some are just like literally just the same song. Um, that's hilarious. But it's cool. Yeah, it's got a good groove. Uh, <laughs> nice. Anyway, that's that's all I have to say about that. It's just funny and at a very, <laughs> t- like a very good, uh, or not good, um, what like like an interesting pick or peak at a very specific yeah. time in gaming, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a landmark game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Well, and then it was so... Like Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, none of those guys are involved in the Doom soundtracks. No, in those first two, no, no. they don't get involved until like Quake, right? Yeah, I think yeah, they they, they, they did Quake. Um, yeah, Doom one and two. I don't know who did Doom three because Doom three was like different. Um, I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Doom three was the Doom three was the horror one, like the straight yeah, up horror I liked one. Doom 3. I also like Doom yeah. three. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, had a lot of. Just I was just I had a lot of good memories of Doom Three of like, <clears throat> like you get to a certain point when you're playing that game and like you walk into a room like I, I just remember specifically walking into one room looking at the room and being like, oh no fuck this room <laughs> like I see exactly how this room is gonna play out and I do not like it. Uh, I you know I like the 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 two new Dooms I think they're really fun for what they are but I yeah. I wish there would be like Doom Three Two. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I guess I guess. Um, what's that one where you're supposed to cut off the aliens' limbs? Oh, Dead Space. I feel like Dead Space is supposed to fill that. It's kind of meant. Dead to Space was. Fill that void. Dead Space was cool. I liked it. I liked the first two Dead Space, but it's like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think maybe just like it being first, because like Dead Space felt like Resident Evil Four because they came out around the same time, and like oh, the way you yeah. walk around and aim is similar. Yeah. Uh, just like the first person kind of perspective, and the thing I specifically remember from Doom Three is that you can't like have your flashlight out and a gun at the same time. Yeah, which was really cool. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That game was. I I would like a Doom Three too. That would be. Yeah, that would be nice. Or like a remaster or remake of Doom Three. Just yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay. Well, I think. I'm going to go with this one on your list because we're going with <laughs> sets of games. And on yours, you only specifically name one, but I want to talk about two of them because these were almost on my list. You're talking about Fallout 2. Oh, and yeah. Fallout 1 and 2 were almost going to be on mine. And I, I felt like, I don't know, like the, the Fallout series as a whole has fantastic music. And I think part of that is due to... Mm-hmm. The licensed tracks, I think yep. those are great. Um, but the compositions, like the original compositions for those two, are, are like just some genuinely great music. And you specifically wanted to talk about the like the car song from Fallout Two. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I've got the name wrong. I have I have like a whole bunch of MP3s, uh, but my Chrysalis Highwayman. I guess the name of the car is the highwayman. The highwayman, yeah, yeah, the car was the highwayman. I do remember that. Yeah. 
And uh, so there's this wonderful track for like driving around the wasteland in the car. And it's this chill guitar track that um, I just I just dig the hell out of it. It's just it's nice. And I've always wanted it to be longer. I've always wanted there to be more of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I, I picked that track in particular. But like, yeah, the Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 soundtracks. Mark Morgan? That sounds right. You know what? I actually have these on is, my computer. Uh, I can look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to say maybe Fallout 1 is a different guy. I can't remember. No, no Mark Morgan is both yeah, of them. Yeah, Fallout yeah. 1 and yeah. 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, the licensed music from the Ink Spots and, uh, and Louis Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, are just so wonderful, so perfect. Um, I don't want to set the world on fire. Ugh. No, wait, that's that's, that's, that's Fallout, Fallout 3. 3 yeah, maybe. That's Fallout is. 3, which is what got me so excited about Fallout 3. Um, would, well, maybe is Fallout 1. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. It's like uh, the idea of like pairing the Fallout world with like that kind of music like that they did in mm-hmm. Fallout 1 worked so well that they still do it to this day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, they okay, have not is... changed that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Sorry. Oh, I love that song. Um, and yeah, "Kiss to Build a Dream On" when you're learning about the Garden of Eden creation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, the soundtrack is just—it's just perfect. There's like a lot of really good moods. There's, um, you know, like kind of tribal drum beats for some of the areas, and there's more guitar-heavy stuff in other areas. Uh, San Francisco on the Fallout 2 oh, soundtrack man, is like this awesome. nice <laughs> ambient. Yeah, I love that one. Whenever you go um, to like you go to a raider camp, I always I forget what the name of that song is. Um, mm-hmm. And I know like they it's from Fallout One and Two, but they reused it in New Vegas because it's the same thing that plays whenever you're at the Caesar's Legion camp. Nice. It's like that song. Like I don't know how to specifically describe it other than when you hear it, you know you are not safe. It's like this is this is not a place you should be, and it is so good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ugh, such a good, such a good couple of games. Mm-hmm. And New Vegas. Yeah, I was like, there's like three fantastic games, one okay. I'd say two okay games. <laughs> tactics was pretty good. They, you know what? I forgot about tactics. tactics yeah, tactics too. is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was just, like, the Fallout engine with almost entirely combat. Yeah, I thought that game was alright. For, for, like, what it was, yeah. you know. Yeah, I played that for a while until I just couldn't find any more ammunition. I apparently fucked up so bad. Because <laughs> in Tactics, you could drive around in your car and just shoot out the window. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> you could have all your people just shoot out the window. I was like, well, this is optimal. Um, but, yeah, Fallout's... Hell yeah, man. So I do appreciate in New Vegas. I could do a whole podcast on New Vegas, but like n- nearly all of the quests are named after like songs, which nice. is just I I think is always you know like is cool, just a cool little thing. Yeah, yeah, I love New Vegas. I haven't played so I played Fallout Three and I hated it so much that I haven't touched any of the other Bethesda <laughs> Fallout's. Fallout Three, I think, is. I don't know. It's got moments of being good. It, what what, I, what I'll yeah. say about Fallout Three is like the main story quest line of Fallout Three is what ruins the whole game. 
but everything else around it ruins? ruins the game. Yeah, like, the main yeah. quest line is terrible, but a lot yeah. of the side content is pretty good, and it has some really cool, like, Fallout-y side quests and cool areas. Like, when you stumble across, there's, like, a civilization yeah. underground, and you find out that they're, they're, like, they call themselves vampires, but they're just cannibals, or, um... Yeah. When you find the town that there's like two people, one's dressed as an ant, one's dressed as a robot, and they believe they're superheroes and they're fighting, and the town's like, get these fucking people out of our town. Um, it's full of stuff like that, which is great. Uh, Tenpenny Tower yeah. is fantastic, but yeah, the main story is terrible. Um, and the DLC, I think there were two good DLCs, the rest were terrible as well. I don't know, Fallout 3, Oof. I always say, is like, good? If you know what you're looking for. And then Fallout 4, yeah. I think, is a good game, but not a good Fallout game. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like the thing with the Bethesda's is they're just... And I mean, I don't play them, mm -hmm. but just from looking at them and from my experience with 3, it feels like each one is further and further from Fallout. Yeah, they just take the, like... The, the yeah, yeah. It's funny because there's a side quest in Fallout 3 that's like really cool where you, you know, you meet like this person and he, he's like this super wealthy man and he, you find out that he has been like, he, he has a way to like recreate human beings to synthetically make humans and one of his humans has gone missing and the synths don't know that they're humans. And it's this really cool side quest and you're like, it deals with morality of like, what does it mean to be human and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That one side quest is the entire plot of Fallout 4. <laughs> like they stretch that entire concept out to be the whole plot of Fallout 4. <laughs> and huh. it's like, wait, wait, what the, the fuck? <laughs> does, it, does that work? Uh, I don't know. Not, I don't know. Not really. That's like, so... It, that's so... It's an interesting quest in Fallout 3, and then Fallout 4, to me, it's like, it does the real heavy-handed shit that you see in everything that has to do with, like, clones or robots, yeah. where it's like, oh, we are self-aware, and, you know, then you have this group of people yeah. who are, like, they're, they're the, the stand-in for, like, the, um, you know, like, protecting the slaves and stuff like that, but it's, there it's robots yeah. instead of slaves, and, like, I've, you see, like, you see that all the time with that kind of story. Um, yeah. Anyway, but I just thought it was funny that Bethesda didn't even have an idea for Fallout 4, so they just used a side quest from Fallout 3. <laughs> that's pretty... I mean, that's that was my problem with 3, is that it wasn't... It didn't have its own quest, like the main storyline the was geck. just the geck a is... mashup of the quests from... Well, it's the mashup of the, the water chip and the geck. That's and true, they're like, yeah. oh, And they, oh, they just God. mashed them up. Anyway. I think, honestly, like, the main quest storyline made me end up hating that game. That and the Super Mutants. Yeah, the, it, don't, it does not make sense. Um, yeah, I'd say, like, if you play Fallout 3, like, just don't do the main story. Just kind of wander around. Treat it like that. And you'll come across <laughs> yeah. some fun stuff. And there's, there's um, yeah. I think it's called Paradise or Paradise Falls, but there's, like, a slaver camp. Um, it yeah. has some really cool, like, stuff in there where you can, like, try and infiltrate it. And there's a bunch of, like, children slaves that you can try and free. And those are really cool quests. Nice. Uh, anyway, but we could talk about Fallout forever. Um on this <laughs> um my turn to pick yours you know what i don't know what snake eater is dude uh metal gear solid
Metal Gear Solid 3, specifically, um, is one of my all... So, I love... The, the music in all the Metal Gears is really good. Um, yeah. But Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of my favorite games. And it... Uh, so, so the first couple Metal Gears kind of took place in the... Like, the not-too-distant future, you know? Mm-hmm. But Metal Gear Solid 3 was the first one to be kind of like a prequel... And it took place mm-hmm. during the uh, the Cold War, and so the music is really, really good. It it has this sort of classic espionage, I think, like like classic James Bond kind of orchestral thing going for mm. it. Um, and then specifically, mm-hmm. like the, the main reason I bring it up is specifically the title song, because the the opening of that game is straight up like a James Bond movie, where it's got this beautiful song playing and all these really cool visuals and stuff while the credits play um and that song is called snake eater as well and it's very beautiful and i love it and there's a anybody who's played the game will know the (laughs) it's kind of a meme at this point but there's a very infamous sequence kind of later in the game where like after a bunch of crazy shit has happened you start climbing a ladder (sighs) and and then you hear like the theme song start and uh-huh. <laughs> and and it plays the in in its entirety so you climb this ladder for like three and a half minutes um, yeah and it seemed like like just saying that sounds awful but in the context of the game uh-huh. it's so fucking cool because it's like all this shit's going on and you are like you are ascending and it's playing this epic music and you're like man it, it, like it just gives you a moment to breathe and take everything in um nice and it's great and then just like the other kind of like more staple things for metal gear solid like the the song or whatever i don't know what it's called but like whenever an alert phase happens that music is really cool um and even when you die just the like dun 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 like so iconic um i love pretty much all the metal gear games but to me i think metal gear solid 3 is a perfect one that can stand on its own with its unique setting um, and just wonderful music that, you know, espionage, orchestral, and also in certain moments is very intense. Uh, in that particular game, the bosses are all, like, based on a certain kind of feeling or emotion. So, for example, yeah. one is called the, the Pain, and he's covered in hornets. And, like, the music that plays there is, like, pretty intense, and, you know, you're like, oh, shit. Um, And then there's the Sorrow, who's this, like, spectral ghost, and the music is haunting and really, like, creepy. Uh, Yeah, anyway, good shit. If if anything, if you take anything away from this episode, listen to the theme song of Snake Eater. (laughs) It is is epic. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, I love that game. (laughs) Nice. Nice, yeah. We'll put the main theme on here. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, so whenever Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 came out, I was a little too young to be able to play them because they were so hard. But yeah. my dad really loved those games. Um, and of course, Hideo Kojima is very like cinematic in his storytelling, you know? So it was yeah. just as fun for me to watch. Uh, and I remember when yeah. Metal Gear Solid 3 came out, I was like finally old enough to be able to like get some of the concepts of like stealth 
Um, so I had sat and watched my dad play the first two, like from start to finish. And that was the first one I was able to play. Um, and it's, I don't know. So it has kind of like a more of a personal spot in my heart. Uh, yeah. but anyway, yeah, that's a great Aww. game. Um, you know, like it has things that you see a lot of in games nowadays of like, you know, like you're in the jungle and so you have to like, you can hunt food and you got to eat. And if you like take damage, you go to like this menu and like if you were shot in the leg, then you got to use pliers to pull a bullet out, disinfectant to disinfect it and bandit like Holy just shit. like way ahead of its time. That's amazing. Yeah. Fa- cool. Fantastic shit. game. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's Snake Eater. <laughs> nice. Um, so then I, I think, since you did not know that, I will pick the one on your list that I have actually not played, and that's Quest for Glory 4. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Tell me about Quest this. for Glory 4, <laughs> Shadows of Darkness. So the Quest for Glory series uh, was a Sierra series, um, and it was like the funnier version of King's Quest. So everything was like kind of goofy and silly. Uh, Quest for Glory 4 is fully voice acted, um, and it's, uh, huh, it's, um, it's uh, Reese Davies, John Reese Davies as the narrator. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, Gimli. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's the narrator, and like so, like, like if you're in the forest, like some of the bad guys you have to fight are like you know, like like it'll be it'll be a, the rabbit from um, Monty Python. It's a little white bunny rabbit mm-hmm. with red mouth, and you have to fight it. And like when you kill it, you try to loot the corpse. And Reese Davies is like, you know, aside from a gold pocket watch, the rabbit has nothing of interest for you. (laughs) And it's just dumb as shit like that. It's so good. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the soundtrack is really good. So this is another one that's MIDI. Mm -hmm. Um, But the opening theme knocked my socks off the first time I played the game. Because uh, I think you play through a little intro sequence and then the opening theme happens. I can't remember, um, but it's just great because it's it's uh, you know it's it's Romanian mountain, it's Eastern Europe, Romanian mountainside kind of thing. You're in a place called uh, Mordavia, I think is what it is. Nice. And like the main bad guy of the game is this super hot vampire chick who's just like it's great. Um, but there's just all like there's all kinds of Eastern European folklore and creatures you you interact with. Uh, but most of the soundtrack I think is actually just taken from like uh, Eastern European like classical music because you know no copyright oh, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff and you got to fill a whole game. So there's a lot of uh, Pier Gint by Edvard Grieg. So there's like uh, like songs that you know if you heard them like dun 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 Anyway, stuff like that. I think In the Hall of the Mountain King plays at yeah. some point. A lot of <laughs> Edvard Grieg. Um, yeah, it's just it's just such a fun, cool, weird game. And uh, I bet it's on GOG. I should really play it again. But it's hard. It's, a, it's, oh, a, sure. it's an old yeah, Sierra, Sierra game. game yeah. <laughs> so it's hard as shit. Like, you will die so many times. It's not as bad as, like, the King's Quests, where, like... 
you can kind of you because in the king's quest you could soft lock like by design there's like a scene where you're supposed to walk into this area and you have to have a boot grab the boot from your inventory and throw it at a cat that's chasing a mouse <laughs> uh like you walk into the scene a cat is chasing a mouse and if you don't grab the boot and throw it at that cat uh, and save the mouse then way later in the game like the mouse won't save you from like some sh- like won't chew through a rope or something like that to save you it's like super obtuse sierra stuff and like like we'll, we'll just fuck you like it's like nope you got to start the whole <laughs> game over or hopefully you had a save file back then oh man. um it's not as bad as that <laughs> uh but there are lots of ways to die but of course in you know in all those games it's like there's just funny ways to die and there's all kinds of really fun stupid ways to get yourself killed and, and shit like that and it's sure. just it's a blast and it's funny i mean uh and the voice acting like the people in the uh apparently a lot of the voice actors so there's the scene in this inn uh like this tavern and there's these three guys around the table and it's one guy doing uh a Ronnie Dangerfield impression, one guy doing a Jack Nicholson impression, and I can't remember what the third guy is doing. But sometimes, like, the text doesn't match what they're saying because the voice actors just started riffing and making stupid jokes, apparently, and they just kept it in and used it. This sounds uh, amazing. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's 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 a lot of fun. So like yeah, the the only one I remember is like you you ask them about like the town and like you know I don't know. It's just they just go on and on. Happy stinky people. Well, they're not exactly happy. Stinky people. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> oh my god. I gotta play. It's I gotta, great. I gotta play it's great. <laughs> I gotta say, and if you've got the time, and of course these days you can always look shit up, right? Back in the day, these games oh, were yeah, way yeah. harder than they are now. But one thing that is cool about the Quest for Glory series uh, was that if you had a save file from the previous Quest for Glory, you could upload your character into the new one. Oh, cool. And sometimes that meant having access to classes of character that you wouldn't have had access to. Uh, like, like in Quest for Glory 3, there's, like, three classes. You can be, like, a warrior, a thief, or a mage, I think, and stuff like that. But, like, there's a paladin class from one of the earlier Quest for Glories, and the only way to have that is to have played one of the previous Quest for Glories. I think that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting, especially for a game, like, that old, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I feel like not enough games really, not enough sequels really do the import your old save files thing. Yeah, I, yeah, and it, I feel like it's it's a goldmine. It should be like to have a, you know a, take a character over like a whole series of games that is so fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know I mean all you I don't I, I don't really know what you have to do. It's you just got to be able to read the old save file and you know transfer it to whatever it means in the new game, which I'm sure isn't simple, but yeah, I'm sure isn't you know harder than making a game in the first place <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah quest for glory force yeah um <laughs> uh let's see let's go for it's hard to decide which one i want of yours i don't want to save for last okay <laughs> but uh 
let's go for let's go for good music. Let's talk about Persona. 5. Oh hell yeah, man. there's much i can say about the music for persona 5 that people don't already know like it is just fantastic you know yeah everything from the theme song to just every dungeon um and in persona 5 royal too they added some new songs and those are all fantastic uh persona 5 is a game that i i played right when the pandemic started Oh, that's so, a good yeah. time for Persona 5. And it was the perfect time to do that, because I loved it. So I just sat and played it. And I <laughs> I had the original one, and then as soon as I finished it, I found out that the, like, Royal, like, the one that has, you know, new content and some reworked stuff, yeah. uh, that came out, like, a few days, like, after I had finished the first game, or the, the base mm. game. So I bought that, and I played Persona 5 Royal immediately afterwards. <laughs> did you have to play through the whole thing again yeah so it's a dip it, persona 5 royal is like a different essentially it's like the definitive edition you know like it it adds okay. about 50 hours worth of extra content Jesus. as well as just a bunch of quality of life improvements um oh that's nice. so like if, if you've never played the game that's the one you should play but i did not know that that was coming out i just happened to play through persona 5 first um, yeah. But the thing is, I didn't care. I played through the game twice, back to back. <laughs> and by all accounts, it's a game that I should not have liked. It is, like, like it's a big-ass JRPG. It's so long. It's yeah. got, you know, social aspects. It's got dating simulations. It's got way too long of a fucking tutorial. It's got, got this the tutorial. cheesy Japanese, like, theme song music. But, like, goddammit, if it all doesn't work together so well. <laughs> and I remember, like, playing that game, and, like, within the early hours, too, like, I think, like, when you get into your first fight, and it's just the way, like, you know, like, the way the menus happen, and the all-out attack, and how it displays, you know, your skill points, and the song there, like, the, mm -hmm. the thing that came to my mind is, like, this game has style. Oh, like, there, yeah. is, there is no denying that that game is pure fucking style. And yeah. I think... So, Oh, some yeah. people like with it like that'll either click with you or it won't like you're not you're gonna like it or you're not gonna like it and there's just something with me that i i fell in love with that game um but i i i adore that game um but the music specifically is so good so yeah. good that's great yeah it's it's gorgeous and like yeah style is the word you absolutely I need right. to look up the name because I don't want to get it wrong because there's like the the main theme but uh the I think it's called river in the darkness okay uh, dark. I'm gonna I'm googling this real quick river in the desert that's it it's not where it's never and I've got to make my decision this time it could be my moment that's my favorite one. That's my favorite song from that. Just <laughs> so good. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's I I I wish that I'd the tutorial got me. The tutorial I I tried to play it and the tutorial just 
broke me. And I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even, like, an active, active decision. It was just, like, I just ne- I just stopped coming back because I was like, I've been playing for hours. And it's just this weird thing where I, like, you get a little bit into the tutorial. And then it's like, okay, time to leave and go watch, like, well, like some dialogue for a while that doesn't change much. And then, and then go back to the same place to continue the tutorial. But you kind of have to start over again every time. And it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. It I'm it it die. takes a long time before it gives you like the full reign of the palace, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And it does. It, but and and I will say with that game too, like if you don't like the characters, you're not gonna like that game. Like even if you really enjoy yeah. the gameplay, like so much of it is story and dialogue that. You, yeah. you you really have to buy into what it's selling. Um, yeah. It's not like some games you can just kind of skip cutscenes and just play it. Like that is not one of those games. Yeah. They made an anime. I heard it was real bad though. <laughs> really? Yeah, because like from what I heard, like the the game is so fucking long, you know, and just like yeah. th- that in the anime they tried to get everything like all of the main story beats but so much of what gave that game its personality was all of the other stuff like all of the the side characters you can meet and the relationships you can form sure i hear that they they like try and put as much of that in there as possible but that's just like at that point it's just too convoluted and i enjoyed it oh did you like it (laughs) yeah i've seen it uh and my partner (laughs) at the time had played through most of the game so she was able to be like, oh, look, like, because basically they like set up the they I mean, they do mostly focus on the main story. Beat, sure. Like setting up like who the person is you've got to go defeat or whatever and why and all that stuff. Um, but like they'll have these like quick scenes of like the characters like getting through that person's palace. Yeah. Um, and they'll have like, you know, kind of quick scenes from different moments in that palace, like different, you know, challenges that you had to face. So, you know, it's not. It's definitely not the same as playing the game, absolutely. But it does. I mean, and I, you know, I could follow it. It, it made sense. It was enjoyable. Okay. I feel like if I if yeah. I didn't play the game, I would like it. You know, it, it, it's it it similar like a like oh, if I didn't read the book first, I'd like the movie more. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But anyway, I I adore that game. Um, it's great. Persona Five Royal just made it even better. And then, maybe I'll get that one. Yeah, I mean, you'll still have that deal with the tutorial, but <laughs> so long. But, uh, yeah, that one is cool. It has like an entire like, like like once the original game ends, you've got about another like fifty hours worth of content. Um, oh but it's locked behind like one. It, it's it's really fucking dumb. There's like one because in that game you have like um you every time you like do things with the characters you like rank up like like your confidant rank and it's like a. A star uh-huh. system out of ten, so like the better friends you are or whatever. Um, it's mm-hmm. really fucking dumb, but like the entire new end game is locked behind one of the new characters' confidant ranks. <laughs> so it's Oof. like you have to get this guy to like level ten, which is a hundred percent doable. Like it's not like a tight yeah. timeline. But I just feel bad for anybody who didn't know that, and they're like, well, "What the hell is the new ending? Like, where's this whole like extra palace or whatever?" But so you got to get them to ten before you finish the original content. Yep. <laughs> that's, Which that's again weird. is yep. a, it's a very generous timeline. Like it's not like something that you can easily miss. And and the thing too is that 
But if you don't like that character or you don't, you know, you then, don't spend yeah, your you're resources fucked. on him, <laughs> then... Right. It makes sense, like, when you get to what the new content is, it makes sense why, but at the sure. same time, I wish that it was, like, more easily communicated, or at least, like, not optional. Like, it's like, oh yeah, you kind of yeah. have to see, anyway. So if you do end up getting Royal, I would recommend, like, you can look it up without revealing spoilers, it's like, what do you need to do to unlock the third semester, because you want to play it, it's great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but music, Persona 5, fantastic. <laughs> It's gorgeous. Oh, uh, I guess, man. We uh, uh, for for you, man. Uh, there there, <laughs> some Devolver titles on here. Um, there are. And I guess I'll talk. Well, we'll say this one first because this one is one that I forgot just how beautiful the music is. Titan Souls, my man. wild in that way where you're like you don't even necessarily know a lot of it's there because it just complements everything mm -hmm. so well but then you listen to it on its own and mm -hmm. it's like shit this is great mm -hmm. yep <laughs> yep it's so great it's so good david fenn um part of acid nerve another like developer slash composer um but man yeah his music is just it's so good and titan souls uh, I remember my first experience of Titan Souls was at E3, playing it in the Airstream uh, yeah. and, you know, showing it off to people. And yeah, it's, um, so for those who don't know, Titan Souls is a, it was originally a Ludum Dare game, uh, and the theme was like one, uh, or something like that. <clears throat> so you've got your character, it's one hit to kill you, you have one arrow that you fire and recall, and it's one hit to kill the bosses, kind of. It's one hit to, like, they have a weak point, And if you hit that weak point once, they die. But it's not always as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And it's just all boss fights. And the, God, I don't know, what, I was like two dozen bosses in that game, maybe? Uh, that's, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> like 20, 20 to 30 something in that range, I think. Something like that, yeah. Um, and each one of them, they're in different areas, and each area has a different mood. And then, like, so there's, like, you know, you start off in, like, this old temple, then there's the fields, then there's the forest, then there's the the, mount, the icy mountaintops, then there's the volcanoes, um, then there's beyond. And each of the areas has its own mood. And then each of the bosses has its, like, it's basically he just got to write a whole bunch of theme songs. And it's terrific. It is, yeah, fantastic. Uh, and the, this one, you know, is, is, you know, what I was thinking of when I was, like, the breadth of styles and energies that this soundtrack has are just, they're just wonderful. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know? I was uh, I was listening to it, trying to pick which one, like you know, because I'm trying to pick which ones to play during the episode. And man, there's just so many that I love so much, and they match, like they match 
each of the bosses so well. Um, yeah, it's just so good. Yeah, that. And I, I, I was just, I was just gonna echo what you said. That game is just so fantastic, and the music really does parallel that. Like both the just kind of traversing the land type music, and then like, because mm -hmm. once you, when you when you walk into a boss room, it's they're not aggroed right away. You know, something has to happen, yeah. and it's like as soon as you do, and then the music kicks on. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, that's right. Because you've got the you've got the atmosphere, and then you go into the boss's room, and the music generally goes quiet until you pick a fight. Yeah, yeah, because you always have to make the first like attack. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, and those bosses they're just terrific. They're just so great. And for anyone who, you know, isn't aware, they also made Death's Door, which also has a gorgeous soundtrack. Very true, uh, and is. Definitely a wonderful spiritual successor to to uh, to Titan Souls. I never thought about it that way, but that is true. It does seem sort of like a spiritual sequel in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've there's it's not just the one hit thing. You don't just have like the one arrow thing anymore or anything like that. But it's it's got a lot of the same energy for sure. Yeah, and I think specifically too the boss fights in Death's Door. Oh my god. Yeah. And they do not waste any time getting to some cool, weird boss. Oh, fights. not at all. Yeah, they don't. They don't save that to the end game. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. Hell yeah. Yeah, Damn good game. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> let's let's go for a bit of a tonal shift. <laughs> okay. And talk about um, <clears throat> uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day <laughs> on your list. One of the best games ever. One of the funniest games and funniest soundtracks. Um, Conquer's Bad Fur Day is... I don't. I don't even know. Just like the i it, it. So for, for anyone who is unaware of Conquer, it was made by Rare, um, the same people who did Banjo Kazooie, and it's very similar to Banjo Kazooie, with the main concept being that it's mature. <laughs> and boy, do they run with that! And it is full of toilet humor and just stupid jokes. But the whole game is very bright and colorful. You play so conquers a squirrel. You play as this little tiny squirrel, and like the game opens up with you being like really hungover, and you're just trying to like find your way home. <laughs> um, and it it has classic uh, like N sixty four style platforming kind of things where you have these different worlds that have different themes, mm -hmm. and it's a bit of a collectathon. But just so many funny gimmicks um i remember there's like at one point these enemies that are just little fire imps and so the way you have to beat them is you find like a keg and you drink a lot of beer till you're drunk and you stumble around and you have to pee on them to put them out <laughs> or there's like one area where you can't like you you can't get to <laughs> this is what i'm about to say is very gross so i hope nobody's eating right now like you can't get to a certain ledge, so you like you're like, oh, how do you do this? So you end up having to feed this cow prune juice, so she has diarrhea and fills the entire area up with liquid shit, and so you can swim to the top. 
And that area in particular, I, the first time I played it, I laughed out loud because you walk through, it's an entire world made of like poo and full of dung beetles and, sh- and literal shit like that. And, and it's playing this like, I don't even remember what this track is called, but it's playing like a, a typical kind of more quirky, what you would expect, like adventure type song. And then it just, the last like verse is just all farts. And it just like remixes the main theme, but in farts. And I have never laughed so fucking hard in my life when I heard that the first time, because it caught me so off guard. <laughs> oh, and it's uh, and the music is—it's just that it's—it's it's that wonderful mix of that like, you know, almost like a Disney movie kind of quality mm-hmm. mixed with just pure stupidity. Um, and like that—that that song I mentioned right there is one of my favorites. But like, I think it all comes perfect. Uh, to like perfect uh, acclamation of this is one of the boss fights where you go down to the bottom of this world built of shit and this song starts playing this opera song (laughs) and this giant mass of poop with corn for teeth by the way because of course comes out of the thing and it's a musical number and he sings the great mighty poo and, and it's a boss fight that's like this orchestra's playing and in between each of his phases he has a new verse and you have to throw toilet paper in his mouth to unclog him. I am the great mighty poo and I'm going to throw my shit at you. A huge and it is... <laughs> it's like... I just... I'm like, man, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> You, you know, I asked if there were any particular tracks, and you mentioned that one, and I looked it up, and I started to watch it, and I was, that was, that was kind of the thought I had. <laughs> like, they don't. It is. There was. So funny. And, like, that, because there's no other musical numbers in that game, and then that just happens. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is, um. The god of shit yeah. shows up and starts singing. It's, and the, the whole game is just filled with little, like, there's, um, there's a section with, like, gears, and you have to, like, put these gears on. Uh, like on these pegs to like turn this giant gear to open a door. Typical game stuff, right? But uh-huh. the gears are like characters. They have eyes and they talk. And one of them, he's like, ah, get away from me, man. And then you grab the gear and you put him on the peg and he starts, he's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like choking on the peg. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's like, god damn it. <laughs> It's, I mean, they don't, like, there was an era where they were making just gross shit. It's, it's so gross, and it's, but it's just, it's funny. Like, it's, it's, there's yeah. this thing, I've, I've, I've talked to a couple people about this, right? Because there's, there's dumb humor, but then there's smart, dumb humor. And this sure. game has smart, dumb humor. It's not just juvenile to be juvenile. Like, it's, this, there's setups, yeah. and there's payoffs, and the things that, ha- it's just very, it's so funny. <laughs> it is just so and, and and you know of course the 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 presentation helps it's bright and colorful you're this little squirrel yeah you know he says fuck all the time and it's like like very you know like a disney-esque kind of characters where like inanimate objects have big eyes and that's you know yeah uh, anyway oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah that's um... that's one of out of out of all the soundtracks we've talked about. That's one that I actually like. I have the reissue on vinyl of. 
because I had to buy that oh shit. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's extraordinary. I haven't thought about that game in forever. Ever. Uh, it is great, and the the um, they they did a remake of it called Live and Reloaded which I think is still pretty good, and it has some quality of life stuff. And that one was on the original Xbox, but I believe it's it's oh. backwards compatible. So, like, you, you can oh. play it on, like, an Xbox One if you have such a thing. So if anybody has never played the game, you know, maybe you can find that, or uh, I don't know if it's on the Xbox Store. Or... There is the Rare Replay that they put out for Xbox One that has Bad Fur Day on it. Oh, so. nice fucking hilarious yeah because microsoft <laughs> bought rare didn't they? yes yes they own rare which is why we never got a, uh, a sequel <laughs> well yeah well they're mostly making sea of thieves these days oh, that's true that's true good that rare is still doing good stuff that's true i mean i as a company they're great like even some of their lesser games yeah. i still really liked like i liked grabbed by the ghoulies you know that was a fun little game yeah um anyway <laughs> Yeah. What was their first one? The first one they did was, uh, or the first one I was aware of was like, uh, was um, Donkey Kong Country, right? Uh, well, they did a bunch of like, uh, like older, um, I th- like NES or even earlier games yeah. like Jetpack uh, Joyride or something like that. Because I, I knew, that, so the Rare Replay is actually a really cool package because it has a bunch of those, like those old arcade games. And, and then, yeah. you know, stuff like Perfect Dark and uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, oh, all the way up to Oh, some of the new no, stuff. that's what they did. They did GoldenEye. They did do GoldenEye, yep. They also, they also did Donkey Kong 64, too. And Donkey Kong Country. They did do Donkey Kong. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're, they're they wonderful. are wonderful. They do really good stuff. And I love, I love uh, Sea of Thieves. Uh, Zane has been requesting to play it again, so we should get together and sail the seven seas. Oh, yeah. Yes, we should. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I guess I should move on to the last one on your list. Unless I... Oh, wait, no. Oh, yeah. No, I miscounted. There's two more. <laughs> are there? Oh, there yeah, are. there are. Okay, well, then I'll save that one for last. I'm going to say Command and Conquer. Command, Command and Conquer. Conquer's Bad uh, Fur Day. Command and Conquer's <laughs> Bad Fur Day, yeah. So, uh, Command and Conquer is an old strategy game, and there's a level <laughs> where you have to fight through a world of shit. Um... Yeah, no, Command and Conquer is an old '90s strategy game. Uh, terrorists and anti-terrorists is basic concept. Um, and yeah, they particularly for me. So I, I loved the soundtrack, and this is back in the days when they didn't have good audio compression for games. <laughs> so yeah. like. The first track on the CD was like the game data, and then like all the tracks after that are the music from the game. Uh, which is great. So, you know, put in your game disc, start it on track two, and have a good time. Uh, so the one I picked, uh, which I don't remember what they said the title is. So a lot of these I've ripped off of my old CDs, but this one's called Voice Rhythm. That's what it's called. just this weird like sonar sounding thing i don't know i used to just go on walks and listen to this soundtrack 
And I haven't listened to it in a while, but I might maybe pick it up again because they've got. It's just, uh, it's 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 weird. It's background. It's soothing some of it, but like, a lot of it is upbeat with good energy. And I don't know. There was, uh, I just really enjoyed. It was just perfect for a. It was perfect for a war game, though. You mm-hmm. know, because there was also something march. I can't remember what it was called, but like had like soldiers marching in the soundtrack and explosions and shit like that uh but mostly that weird do 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 one is the is the one that i like yeah yeah man of conquer long time ago i guess they still make them and you know the later ones you know like red alert had tim curry in it which people love. oh that's right yeah 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 the yep. only place safe from capitalism, space. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, who knows now? <laughs> well, space yeah. X, fucking asshole. Um, <clears throat> fucking assholes. I did. I saw this. this I just say it was a funny. Um, do you know the Hard Times News? Have you ever heard of them? Sure. Yeah. So they had yeah. they had a fake article. It was really funny, and it was like Elon Musk considering moving to Mars because nobody hates him there yet. <laughs> You know, it's like that's really funny. <laughs> they got into a, a thing with him a little. It was while for back. that fucking article. Like he, yeah, was that the one yeah, that started? He it? got all pissed about it. And he and he's like, every once in a while, I check Hard Times News to see if they mention me. And like the dude who runs Hard Times is like, we're like three guys out of a basement. Like it's good to know that I'm on the mind <laughs> of the richest man in the world, like twenty four seven. I I think it started well, or at least one of the parts of the beef was that he uh, posted a uh, like he'll post some of their jokes like with the image crossed. Oh, it looks like it's include like that. It's like yeah, it's just like him like reposting memes or whatever. And they did like it was it was funny because like he posts it, he like reposts it on his account, and hard times post, and it's like hey, you know, please don't cut our name out of like glad you like our joke, please don't cut our name Mm -hmm. out of it, and then like has the original image with the link to their article or whatever. And he does that classic, like, fucking, I don't know, douchebag shit boy thing where, like, you know, it's like, hey, girl, I want to get with you. And the woman's like, no, thanks, I'm not interested. And he's like, well, you're too fucking ugly yeah. for me anyway. <laughs> and he does that thing. He's like, oh, well, this is this joke is a kind of a 6 out of 10, not that big a deal. And, like, he just started say, he just starts saying the dumb shit that he says, and it's like, you goopy bastard. So they got into it, and they just... They just eviscerated. Oh yeah, no, it was so great. funny. Like, <laughs> bringing up jokes about him, like paying some chick tens of thousands of dollars not to talk about him sexually assaulting her on a plane and shit like that. <laughs> Fucking went for mm-hmm. it. I mean, I hate the world as it is right now, but it is nice to. It is good when someone can just dunk on somebody like it's, that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> At least there's some solace, right? <laughs> there's some solace, yeah. So, uh, yeah, nice. Sprite! That detour. Mario Odyssey. Here we go, off the rails. Don't you know it's time to raise our sails? It's freedom like you never knew. Any bags or a pass? Say the word, I'll be there in a flash. You could say my hat. Dude, Mario Odyssey, fantastic. Like, when it comes to best soundtracks, you could probably pick any Mario game, and it would be, you know, 
a good candidate. Like, I like I think Galaxy would be a close another one for me. But what I really loved about Mario yeah. Odyssey, the soundtrack specifically, is kind of what it had to do with the, the concept of the game, where you go to these different mm-hmm. kingdoms, and each one being so drastically different than the next. And the music all was so different and fit the land so perfectly. Um, you know, like the, the Cap Kingdom, for example, is all like black and gray and covered in fog and it's these little ghosts and it's kind of spooky. So it's got this music that sounds like Danny Elfman playing and it's really great. <laughs> um, and then you go to like the Wooded Kingdom, which is just, you know, this big massive area full of trees and lots of areas to scale and it's playing this kind of laid back surf rock. So good. And just every kingdom has yeah. great music like that. Um, but I the the main kind of thing that I think most people will assume I'm about to say, the the sort of quote unquote theme song to that game, Jump Up Superstar, is so good <laughs> and it shouldn't be. If you're like somebody's <laughs> writing a song like for a Mario game that has like words in it, that sounds like it should be terrible. Um, but it's really great, it's really catchy, and it's at a wonderful point in the game, too, where they're throwing this big celebration, and you go yeah. through this 2D environment, and you fight, like, the 2D Donkey Kong, and it, it really, like, uh, kind of funny that it happens, like, in the middle of the game, <laughs> but it, it definitely yeah. feels like this is just a celebration of Mario as a whole, and mm. the presentation of that level is great, and just the song, um despite everything it has going against it, is wonderful. Uh, so catchy. Gets stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> what's the what's the town? What's the city? New Donk City. New Donk City. Yeah, because the, the, the way, like, the lore of it is that the, the mayor, Pauline, is the woman that was captured mm-hmm. by Donkey Kong in the original yeah. Donkey Kong. And after she got free, she, like, founded the city. She became the mayor and founded the city. <laughs> yeah. New Donk City is is what I think of when I think of that game soundtrack. Uh, yeah, the yeah that play like that entire um, area and the music there is so good. Yeah, very jazz. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I like every song from Every Kingdom is great, but I mean, can't be Jump Up Superstar. <laughs> All right, uh, we're running a little long here, so I guess I'll just go right to your last one. We are. Um, but this one makes me very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, you, you want to talk about knocked? <laughs> I do. Oh I do. boy. <laughs> is a game that uh, we were signed up to publish. Uh, it was by a solo developer, Chris. I, I don't recall his I name. I think was his name. Uh, Chris somebody. A super sweet guy from Canada, as I recall. Um, and was working on the game. And it was this really cool, like, top-down survival game. There wasn't any crafting or anything like that. It was before survival games were really popular in that way. But basically you were, it was a top-down game and you were looking through like a satellite thermographic camera and like monsters had taken over the world. Very uh, Stephen King's The Mist energy in that game. 
where like there's all these like tiny horrible bugs that you've got to kill and then there are just these giant nightmare bugs that show up out of nowhere sometimes um and it was multiplayer and it was so fucking cool and like you'd walk into buildings and like you couldn't see into the building until you got in there and you couldn't see out of the building until you got out of there so like i've never had like a top-down 2d game give me jump scares before Mm -hmm. But sometimes that fucking game uh, would just, you'd open a door and a fucking giant centipede would just come in and fuck your shit up. And it was absolutely terrifying. So good. Um, And the soundtrack was by World Clock and Robin Fink. Uh, And Robin Fink is the guitarist for Nine Inch Nails. Um, it's kind of cool how many of those guys have done like game soundtracks. I know one of them, I can't remember which one, but one of them did the soundtrack to American McGee's Alice. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I think, I think it's Trent Reznor and that same guy who did, um, who did the soundtrack for Quake. Cause I think it's Reznor and one other guy. Um, what, you know what? I think I've got the American McGee's Alice person. Let me see. Chris Vrenna was American McGee's Alice. But anyway, yeah, uh, so World Clock was there, and and um, and Robin Fink came in and, and worked with him on that. So it's got this just gorgeous, spooky, otherworldly soundtrack. Um, I actually, uh, Mr. Meatless stole one of the tracks as his kind of opening theme music. Because um, it's not being used anywhere else, because uh, Chris kind of fell off on the project he he uh you know a lot of internal stuff but basically like fell off and i don't think he ever kind of you know picked it up and came back to us with it or anything like that which is a shame because it was a really cool you know like you said it made you sad because it was a really cool game yeah 100 um, percent. i you know you you mentioned um like two or top town horror jump scares and like i was a big fan of darkwood I thought that game was really mm. creepy and scary, and like Noct was so similar to that. And it's like, man, this would have been so damn good. Yeah, and multiplayer, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the Noct soundtrack—it's great, and damn I still good. have it. And if if I want a spooky mood, it is good for a spooky mood. A hundred percent, yeah. Speaking of spooky moods, spooky moods. Why don't you give us your last one? My last one? Oh, man. This one. I love this game, and I love this soundtrack. I love the original compositions. I love the licensed music. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, baby. Cue the fucking opening song. So good, like this game, so I'll talk real briefly about the, like the license tracks, like this game is so much early 2000s, like kind of energy to it, like with the outfits and the way people talk and like walking into the club and they're playing that like goth metal, um, Lacuna Coil, Lacuna Coil, I think there's a ministry (laughs) song in one of them, uh, love it, love it, fits so well when you walk into the nightclubs and then just like every like the the menu theme song is really groovy too the one i was just Mm -hmm. attempting to sing um but like the (laughs) the different like each city you go to has such a cool 
like like it's kind of weird because a lot of video game music seems kind of it it's odd right it's like almost in a way meant to be kind of ignored it's sort of the background music to yeah. what's going on and this sort of does that same thing but it's not background music so much as it's kind of in a game that is you know quite old and in a lot of ways pretty jank when you're just walking yeah. around it does so much to elevate the atmosphere in a yeah. way that I don't think I've ever seen many other games do before. Like, walking around Santa Monica and just that, like, light guitar playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, when you go to... Um, because there's Hollywood and then there's Chinatown, and I think there's the other one, and I, I think they just call it Downtown. I don't remember if it has, like... It's where LaCroix's tower is, I forget. But, like, yeah, that yeah. that's really cool music. Um, and that just... Like, that, I, I ripped that uh, to a CD, and I, like, listened to it in my car a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's so good. Um, I mean, you, you basically called it. Like, the, the mood, the ambient music is all incredible. It's all really good. Like, it fits the moods. The soundtrack, and, like, what's nice about the soundtrack is, like, it's, um, what do you call it when, uh, when, like, the music is, like, in film where the music is playing on the radio? Oh, it's, that's, uh, like, like, diatonic sound or something diegetic. like that? Diegetic sound, yeah. Yeah, so, like, a lot of the licensed music is diegetic. Like, it's either playing on the radio or it's playing in the club, um, which I love. Yeah, that shit's so cool, where you can, like, walk like you're in the club and you can like walk up to like the speakers and it gets louder and it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, yeah and it's it's oh, it's it, it like for a game about vampires right it, it's the music so accurately depicts that sort of sense of like prowling around at night like when you walk yeah. you walk into a club it's fucking blasting this like mm-hmm. licensed heavy metal and a lot of times when you talk to npcs in that club mm-hmm. they're kind of like shouting at you Mm-hmm. Much like you would be. They're like, what? What are you talking? You know, and it's great. Yeah. And then you walk out, and it's quiet again, and it's playing this sort of eerie, creepy music, and you really do feel like, you're like, I'm prowling around the streets at three in the morning when, like, the worst kind of people are out. Yeah. I... I, I and the worst kind of people is me. <laughs> I was like, but we're the, we're the ones they should be afraid of. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking awesome game. And yeah. the music, like, it, it's, it just fits it perfectly. Yeah. So good. <sighs> Shame about the sequel. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> uh, God, why can't we have Vampire you, the Masquerade too? Did, did you ever play that, I think it was called, like, Swan Song? It was that, like, kind of spin-off one came out pretty recently, didn't it? I think so, yeah. That's like yeah. within a few months. I never played it. I'm just curious if it's any... Like, obviously, it's not, you know, an RPG, but if it's any decent. Yeah, yeah I've seen a couple. I can't remember what they are. They look more like um, visual novel kind of things. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. I can't remember what the Swan Song one is. I, I think... It, isn't it like... It's like one of those games like... Uh, isn't like until dawn or like uh like something like that where it's basically just a movie that you interact with every so often okay i i could be completely wrong i have no idea 
There's some new god-awful vampire game that I keep getting ads for, where it's like a battle royale. You mean the, the uh, Vampire the Masquerade Battle Royale? <laughs> is that what it is? Is it Vampire the Masquerade? Uh, yeah, they're, they, um, I think it's called, that one's called like Blood Hunt, and it's just a battle royale yeah. set in that, yeah. Kind of, but not, not really, because yeah. you wouldn't have a battle royale in that setting, because, I mean, that's... Ugh. Talk about a masquerade violation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the thing about bloodlines that was just so cool is that it really did as much as a video game could really did try to hew to the philosophical concept of vampire the masquerade like where you know vampires are there they're powerful but you do have to stay hidden and if you go around fucking that up like it's bad for everybody mm -hmm. like you know you go around you do you know like, there's compartmentalized, you know, sections in that game where you do a bunch of combat and stuff like that. But generally, you're supposed to be chill. Like, you're supposed to be not... Like, it's it's a role-playing game. It's more of a role-playing game than it is an action game. And I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, I did love getting Celerity 5 the on my playthrough. I... I like, it's so nice. Like, the, the way they do all that shit in that game. Yeah. In Celerity 5, everything else slows down. I don't know if you ever did a Celerity run. No, I never did. That's cool, but like, though. like at five, everything slows down so much that like someone shoots a bullet at you, and you can like walk towards the bullet and then around it, and then nice. keep moving forward. It's so cool. And of course, if anybody sees you, it's an automatic fucking masquerade violation. Well, sure, yeah, because you're moving <laughs> it faster than bullets. But like the fact that it's like that was just ugh, it's so good. Damn, so yeah. good. Goddamn, great, and like great voice acting, great writing. <sighs> the writing, the vo yeah, it's just. It's just so good. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. I have one bonus uh, Ooh, soundtrack okay. that I want to shout out. Yeah. And then we'll uh, call it a day. Uh, I want to shout out the Fortcast music. Yep. Again, Robbie made those. Just want to shout out that it's wonderful music. It's perfect for the Devolver Digital Forecast. And I just want to thank Robbie for making that music. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, Robbie. And I hope you don't mind that I always play the opening theme backwards on the outro. It just makes sense to me. I like it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds really cool. Yeah, I, it, it does. Yeah. Ugh. Uh,. That's it. Well, already. High then. scores too. Woohoo! Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for sharing your your high scores, Jared. Of course, likewise. If you at home would like to know more about Devolver than just from this forecast, you can go to Twitter, and Twitch, and TikTok, and Instagram, and Facebook. That's D it. Discord and the website. <laughs> and Discord. God damn it. <laughs> I should just have a list next to me that's just always here, and then I could just read that list. Anyway, it's Devolver on all of them. Devolver Digital. Twitch.tv slash Devolver Digital. Discord.gg slash Devolver Digital. Twitter.com slash Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital on Facebook. Devolver Digital on Instagram. Devolver Digital on TikTok. Devolver Digital on your mom. We got it all. <laughs> oh, good shit. Alrighty. Good shit. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, yeah.